Uh, Let's open our Bibles to Revelation 22. That's where we'll be at uh, today. Who here has ever turned the lights off in your basement and then ran up the stairs because you were afraid something in the dark was going to get you? (laughs) Raise your hand if that's you. It was, it was even worse when your older sibling would close the door on you and make you stay in the dark basement. Uh, 11% of the population is actually so terrified of the dark that it gives them a panic attack. While we might not all have a phobia of darkness, we all can relate to the fear of it because we belong in the light. Uh, my wife and I just uh, moved. Amen. Uh, so we bought a house, and the backyard is still so unfamiliar to us, we've hardly used it. At night, it is pitch black. And a friend of ours visited, and we, had to show, we showed her the backyard in the dark, so we used flashlights. And it was eerie. It was scary, because it was so unfamiliar to us still. It's the same space that it is in the daytime at night, but there's something that darkness does. It's missing something. Light. Wherever there is darkness, light is missing. And this series, we've been looking at a lot of light. We've looked at Genesis, how God said, let there be light. We looked at Philippians and John, how Jesus is the light. And so now we're going to turn to the last chapter in Scripture. Revelation 22. You can follow along with me. Behold, I am coming soon bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and the murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from them the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. What we're going to do is we're going to go through that passage again together uh, and then meditate on some truth that God has for us there and uh, then apply it to our lives. And we're going to see that Jesus lights the way for us to follow. Let's pray. Father Almighty, We pray for you to bless our time this morning as we worship you, as we orient our hearts and our minds toward heaven, God. We pray that you help us see Jesus. Holy Spirit, speak through your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so the book of Revelation. (laughs) Uh, The book of Revelation was written by the apostle John, and it details a vision that God gave him of the end times. It is a 
fascinating book. Um, and one reason it's fascinating is because it doesn't really fit into any neat category. So it's a letter. Um, it, it opens and ends with a letter. It's a letter, but it's also a book of prophecy because it, it, it relays the direct words of God. But it's also what's called an apocalyptic book. Everyone say apocalyptic. Fun word. Uh, it means revelation. So it reveals, re- revelation reveals the future final actions of God as he fully establishes his kingdom, making earth as it is in heaven. So revelation does a lot. It says a lot. Uh, but primarily what revelation is doing, what the book of revelation is trying to do is orient us toward God is orient us toward God, like a scroll opening up and revealing the ink within it. The book of Revelation is opening up and revealing our king and his plan for total redemption. Revelation does what the Bible always does, does what God always does, turns the light on and lets us see things as they truly are, lets us see God as he truly is. So now let's walk through this passage. Verses 12 through 13. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Who is this speaking? Who is this Alpha and Omega who is coming to judge? And you do not need to be an expert or a scholar in the Bible to know that this is talking about God. He is saying, I am the Almighty God is moving towards us, righting wrongs. But interestingly, Revelation begins in the first chapter with this same phrase. The Lord God says in the first chapter, I am the first and the last. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. The Lord God says that. And also in the first chapter of Revelation, the Apostle John is confronted with a magnificent person. Jesus, enrobed in glory. And what does Jesus tell him? I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. So I ask again, who is speaking in these verses? Jesus, God the Son, is speaking, and he is promising to come. And he is promising to bring his righteousness with him. Jesus, God the Son, is moving towards us. Verses 14 to 15. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates outside of the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. God is saying that there will come a day where he will separate his creation into two sections. Those who are rightfully in the city and those who are rightfully outside the city. Inside is vibrant living, life as God intended, entering the city gates like you belong there, walking into home. And then outside are the lovers of wrong things. Things that are not as they are meant to be. Not simply those who sin, but those who love sin and choose sin over God. So picture that separation. God is saying 
that he will come with a divine sense of right and he will establish what is right. Those who belong, who long, those who long for God's sense of what is right will be welcomed into the city as citizens. Those who love sin too much and God too little will be stuck outside with the sins they chose instead. Like dropping oil in a glass of water, God will separate his creation between those who belong with him and those who would rather be without him. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Jesus is speaking. And interestingly, he doesn't give his title. He gives his name. He doesn't say Christ. He says Jesus, just his name. And he says, I am. I am the root of David. I am the bright morning star. He is the king of kings. He is the light. He is the center of it all. I am making all things new. I am the star worth following. I am the light that pushes back the darkness. And what do we say in response? With our eyes fixed on Jesus, we say, come. With our eyes fixed on Jesus, we say, come, and we enter into the life that he purchased for us. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price because Jesus paid it all for you. Amen. And then he says, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. A quick point on this. The Bible is talking about ultimate things. Revelation is talking about ultimate things. Here's my point. Blessed are those who hear it, even more so those who keep it. Blessed are those who hear it, even more so those who keep it. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. Who is testifying and who is promising? Who is giving us promises? It's Jesus. And he brings with him his grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus is the reason we sing. And the grace of the Lord Jesus is the reason we worship. The grace of the Lord Jesus is the reason we have hope. So may we too say amen. Because he is who he says he is. And he really does promise to make everything right. And he really will. So let it be. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. And all God's people said, amen. You know, Rachel and I um, were recently with our mentors. And I was trying to express how worn down I felt uh, because of things going on in ministry and 
I just felt an overall sense of hopelessness. And you know what one of my mentors said to me? Logan, you just need a good cry. You just need a good cry. And if I'm honest, I would have loved to. I, um, I would have loved to have a good cry, but I was, I was too numb. I needed to remember that Jesus is with me and I can lay my burdens before him. But because I was afraid that if I let up, then the weight of everything would have crushed me, I emotionally shut down and had a heart of stone. And the only solution to a heart of stone, uh, the only solution to a heart so bent inward on itself is the love of God. Thank God that he is in the business of melting hearts of stone. Which reminds me of one of, I think, the best stories to tell around this season. Uh, The story of an old grumpy man. Uh, who became so greedy and selfish that he was blind to everything around him. Do you guys know the story? A Christmas Carol. Some of you might have said Grinch, I don't know. (laughs) A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge loved money more than anything else, but do you notice that he loved? He did love, but his love was in the wrong direction. The direction of his love blinded him. Scrooge was lost because of disordered love, a matter of priority. The story shows beautifully how transformation is possible in hearts of stone, hearts oriented in wrong directions. Ebenezer Scrooge sees the light, he sees the truth, and he falls in love with it. And The light came on in his life. What else is the Holy Spirit doing when he illuminates our hearts? He shows us the truth. He shows us the light, and we fall in love with it. He is bringing truth to bear on us. The weight of all that is right and true. God loves us. He created us with a purpose. He wants us to flourish. He is trying to rescue us from false purposes. Those, those ways of living that are not meant for us. And he is trying to reorient our hearts towards him. And he does that by turning the light on and showing us truth. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. Nobody in this room or listening online, would look out of place among the crowd outside the city. We would fit in just fine outside the gates. The only difference is, do you love your sin? We're all sinners, that much is clear. But do you love your sin more than God and his purposes? Jesus invites us to redemption. Jesus came to wash away sins, to turn the light on. We're all sinners, but the truth of the gospel is that we can find redemption from our sins and to our God. We can find redemption from our sins, the things which we love that contradict God's purposes. We can find redemption to our God, the purposes we were made to love and by which we flourish. 
That's the truth of the gospel. Are you more comfortable and content without God, or would you rather be with him? Because it really does come down to that. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. Are you content without God or would you rather be with him? Amen. Only through Jesus, only through Jesus, thank God, Jesus invites us to redemption. Uh, The sermon series has been called Star of Wonder, primarily referencing um, the star that the wise men followed, which led them to baby Jesus. But why did the wise men follow that star? O star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. The wise men were following the star of wonder because they wanted to follow Jesus. They were following a light so that they could find the light. What are you following and why are you following it? What was wrong with all the kings of the Old Testament? They weren't following the heart of God. They didn't make the most important thing the most important thing. And most of our pain in life comes and stems from someone not making the most important thing the most important thing. It's a matter of priorities. And what of Adam and Eve? The beginning of all sin in creation came about for lots of reasons. Pride and selfishness and a lack of surrender. But more than anything else, it was their disordered priorities. They loved God too little and sinned too much. What if they were truly treating God like the most important thing? They never would have even looked at that tree. They would have known in their souls that the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. I, Jesus, am the bright morning star. Jesus is the one and only way to redemption. Jesus is who he says he is. The book of Revelation shows us he is, that Christ is who he says he is, and that establishes our hope. Jesus is our bright morning star to follow. We are, after all, made in his image. We're meant to follow him. We're meant to reflect his light. Jesus is the bright morning star lighting our way Christ is coming back with intentions to finish what he started, to shine a light on a dark world. Darkness has not overcome him and will never dim his light into eternity. Living in light of this reality changes everything. Jesus is our bright morning star to follow and he orients us in the right direction and gives us light to see. So here's our takeaway. This new year, let's make resolutions in light of who Jesus is. 
We have a light. We have a God who will always be with us. The light has been turned on. Jesus has spoken. God has moved in the birth of a king, in the coming of a king, in the love of a savior. I am the bright morning star. The sun has risen, and by it, everything is illuminated, right? God is with us. He's in our midst now and forever. The light of Jesus gives us hope, and hope changes everything. Hope is as transformative as stepping out of a deep cave and into the noonday. Hope changes how you see the world. It changes how you see yourself. It changes how you wake up in the morning. It changes how you see others. It changes how you let go. It changes how you live. Jesus changes how you live. So one takeaway that I'm hoping to see our church take away as we, as we look to Jesus. Because every new year, uh, which... We're about to celebrate a new year, 2022. Every new year, uh, many of us make huge New Year's resolutions that for many of us become uh, resolutions I'll forget in two weeks. And, um, but this is what I would love for us. I would love that for this new year, before you make any resolutions, spend time thinking about what God has been resolute to do. Before we make any resolutions, let's actually spend time thinking about what God has been resolute to do, what God has committed himself to, and actually thinking about this, like actually spending time, taking time out of our day to meditate on these things, that he loves you, that he's forgiven you, that he's brought you close, that he's damned your sin to hell, all the guilt and pride and shame. He is sent far from you and he has brought you close. He has promised to bring light to the darkness. So this new year, how are you going to walk in that light? This new year, how are you going to walk in that light? Let's ask ourselves that question, all of us. Maybe it's going to be by confessing your pornography addiction to a brother or sister in Christ. Maybe it's going to be forgiving your family member for how they've hurt you. Maybe it's going to be finally opening up your home to foster care to the ministry of safe families. Maybe it's going to be as simple as praying every morning. I don't know what the Holy Spirit is telling you, but take him seriously. Walk further into the light. Because by the blood of Jesus, it's where you belong. Walk further into the light. Because by the blood of Jesus, it's where you belong. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are the Father of lights. You have pushed back the darkness through your Son for your glory and our good. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you that you are who you say you are. Thank you that we may walk in your light. It's where we belong. God, we pray for our weeks ahead as we meditate further on your truth and into the new year. Amen.